Are you ready to invest in yourself today? Welcome to the Wealth Builders Podcast. Where investment leader Billy Epperhart teaches you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom. Scripture says in Deuteronomy 8.18, Remember the Lord, your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth. At Wealth Builders, our goal is to teach you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom in your finances, your business, Hello and welcome to this week's Wealth Builders podcast. I'm so excited that you are joining us and I'm really happy about the direction that we're going in the next few podcasts because it is going to widen our topics into kingdom business. Now we know that real estate definitely is a business. And so all these principles that we're going to be covering are applicable to really scale your real estate business as well. Do you know, no matter what business we go into there, it's competitive out there, but you and I have an edge. And the topic that I'm going to be sharing about specifically today is called the secret sauce to higher profits in your kingdom business. We're going to be talking about the value of creating a loyalty-based culture in your business. You know, think about it. The places that you actually go to maybe get your coffee or maybe your favorite restaurant, or if you're in real estate, the real estate agent you work with or the lender we tend to go to and give our business to people that have earned our loyalty. So when we learn about this principle, which I will be uncovering for you today in the podcast, we're going to give ourselves an edge in any type of business that we have. Maybe we want to start a business. Maybe we have a business and we want to do better Maybe you're in many different things and you've decided that you want to focus in one area to really see results. This podcast is going to help you. I want to let you know that we have an upcoming business workshop at Wealth Builders that I'm really excited about. We are in the planning stages and I'm telling you, this is going to be the best business workshop that you have ever been to. That's a big promise, isn't it? (laughs) But we have a great team and we have a lot of insight into talking to a lot of you on what you need and what you're looking for. So I just want to give you a heads up that you can register for that. Now in person, we are limited because at the workshops, we don't want to get the workshops too big. We actually want to be able to spend time with you there. I'm sure we'll have a live stream as well. Uh, but to learn more about this, go to wealthbuilders.org events, and you can click and get registered now for this upcoming workshop. All right, let's talk about loyalty. Loyalty is a God idea. I'm going to start with the scripture. Everything that we do is based on the word of God. And we know that God's wisdom is in the word of God. And as I look around, I used to say in business when I was in banking that, you know, everything that is successful, we can find a pathway back to the word of God. So Hebrews 13, five says this, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. Talk about a loyalty promise. Amen. So that's a great place for us to start. 
I'm just going to share a few other scriptures too, uh, that you can write this down and you can read about it later, but it really supports this loyalty idea. Philippians 4, 3, Ruth 1, 16, and I'm actually going to read that one. I love it. But Ruth replied, don't ask me to leave you and turn back. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. Wow. Talk about loyalty. Also look up John 13, 34 and 35. I've got a few more for you. I hope you have your pen out. Hosea 6, 6. And I'm going to read this one to you too. It says, for I delight in loyalty rather than sacrifice and in the knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. Pretty cool, huh? Proverbs 26, many will say they are loyal friends, but who can find one who is truly reliable? That's a business key there. Do you see that? Truly reliable. Proverbs 3, 1 through 3, my child, never forget the things I have taught you. Store my commands in your heart. If you do this, you will live many years and your life will be satisfying. Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Wow. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. That is powerful. That lays a great foundation for us to talk about loyalty. Now, one thing about the word of God is you know that what God has in there is true. So when you find something in the secular world that taps into one of God's principles, I love that because it's kind of like that uh, collision together, right? That really makes it amazingly impactful. And I'm going to be sharing with you some pieces and parts from the Harvard Business Review article that's called Loyalty-Based Management, which was written by Frederick Reicheld. And he says this in the article, building a highly loyal customer base cannot be done as an add-on. It must be part of an integral business strategy. They have learned that loyalty is earned by consistently delivering superior value. The economic benefits of high customer loyalty are considerable, and the economic benefits of customer loyalty often explain why one competitor is more profitable than another. You know, we have a favorite restaurant in South Lake, and it's called Calabri's. If you have uh, come to have dinner with us, I'm sure you have been there because we take everybody there. But, you know, we started going to Calabri's um, shortly after we were married. Dave didn't even really know about it. And we saw it and we said, hey, let's go check it out. But, you know, when we started to become really loyal to going to that restaurant was during the COVID time. Because Calabrese was open. They stayed open. Even if they had a small crowd, they stayed open. And here's the thing. When we walk in, I can tell you everybody there that has been there for any period of time knows us. And that's huge. When we go out and we spend money at a restaurant, it's so nice when you walk in and people are greeting you by name. And the manager there, he's amazing. His name is Mario. He always comes over and says hi to us and chats with us and spends time just thanking us for being there, getting to know what's going on in our life. 
And we find ourselves whenever we want to go out to dinner uh, or just grab a, a light snack to sit outside, we always want to go to Calabrese. And do they have the best food anywhere? I don't know if they have the best food. They have great food, but it's actually the atmosphere and the culture that has made us loyal. And I bet you're thinking about some places that you go to as well. And, you know, pay attention. For example, let's say you go to the same hairstylist. Why do you go to that same hairstylist? Some of it is a comfort level, but chances are they treat you well. It's a pleasant experience. And you know what? They probably give you a great haircut or great, you know, foils or whatever. There is uh, other places that we go. We go to the same dentist. Once I find a dentist or maybe someone to do my facial, something like that, I don't like to change unless I have to. Why is that? Because you get comfortable with people and that helps create loyalty. So when we are looking at loyalty and we want to actually uh, digest it a little bit, you might say, or we might want to dig into it to kind of figure out what is going on with loyalty so that we can duplicate it. I like to give you practical steps. So loyal based culture involves rethinking four important aspects of our business, customers, product and service offerings, employees, and measurement systems. So let's start with the first one, customers. Customers. Companies should target the right customers. Not all customers are created equal. You know, I do a lot of business coaching and consulting. And one of the things that we really start with and hit pretty much right at the beginning is the customer segment of a business. Why is that important? Because you have to know who you're delivering your product and services to and then build a value proposition around that customer segment. And that helps you to determine what's important to them. How do you stand out? How, how do you differentiate? It's something that is very important internally that you understand, but it's also really important that you're able to articulate it and actually build services communication, and products around that right customer. Let me give you an industry example of this. One of the things that I see, and I actually hear from people when I ask them, okay, who's your target market? What customer segment are you going after? People will either say, you know, oh, every Christian, or I'll hear, you know, everybody in the the state of Colorado, <laughs> something like that really broad. Well, you know what? We can't be everything to everybody. And USAA is a great example of a company that has realized that they are going to specialize in one customer segment. And you probably know who that is. They specialize in the military. That is their target market. And if you look at their products, if you look at their services, if you look at their policies, you look at their procedures, everything they do revolves around this customer segment. Do you know what? That has helped make them a force to be reckoned with because they know who they're not trying to go after um, 
non-military people, I, of course they are if you're maybe related to one or something, but they are going after people connected to that because they know that they can deliver service and they can get the loyalty of that customer segment if they do the things that we're talking about to service that group of people. Very, very good example. Now, one of the tools that we work with that you'll hear a lot about at the business workshop I referenced is a business model generation can canvas. We um, really build our curriculum around this at the Karis Bible College Business School. But there is, you can Google it, uh, just Google business model generation canvas.com. You can also go to the Wealth Builders website. Billy has an amazing blog out there on this. So just uh, Google, he might even pop up or go to the website and enter that in. But what I'm talking about here is the customer segments. And when you look at the canvas, it is the space that's on the right at the top. And again, this is a really important part of building your loyalty business is understanding your customer segment. Everything revolves around it. Number two is product and services. With product and services, sometimes a company has to develop new products to keep its customer base. This involves an analysis on what is best when comparing and going after a new customer base or looking at what you need to do to keep an existing one and meet their needs. Now, I'm going to just give an example of a completely different type of company to uh, just help you kind of expand your thinking. There is a company called Antenman's Bakery. And this is a really interesting story because what they found is that there, it was a bakery and, and you'll recognize it like the logo is, is a blue logo. If you saw it, it's kind of, I don't know, scripted. Uh, you would recognize it in grocery stores. And what they found is that they were losing sales. So they had this product of these bakery goods and it was selling, 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 doing great, loyal customer base. And all at once they saw their sales drop. And so they did the right thing and they said, we want to find out what's going on. Why are our sales dropping? And what they found out is that their loyal customer base was getting older. And as they were getting older, they were having maybe a high blood pressure, maybe they're overweight, maybe they had cholesterol issues, heart problems, and they had to reduce the sugar and fat in their diet. And so they couldn't enjoy their favorite bakery goods anymore. So Intendant had to think about how to approach this. So one of the things they could have done is said, you know what, let's just scrap that current customer base and let's go after a new one, maybe with a new marketing campaign or messaging. But instead, what they did is they decided we want to keep our customer base and we need to come out with a product that is meeting our customer bases, changing needs. And so they came out with a low cholesterol, low fat, lower sugar option of their bakery goods. Isn't it great? I think that was genius. <laughs> All right. Number three employees. One of the consistent factors to customer loyalty is long-term employees. 
a customer relationship is usually not with the executives, right? The manager that I described at the restaurant, well, part of his job was he was actually on site. But if he was overseeing 10 restaurants, he would not personally be able to have a relationship in all 10 of those restaurants with the clients. And so the people are actually loyal to employees. Now think about that. Maybe it's again, where you get your hair done. I remember that when I worked at a bank in Minnesota, one of them that I worked at, there was um, someone there, one of my employees, her name was Mary Ellen. And I am telling you, everybody loved Mary Ellen. They would come into the bank and I didn't want to see anybody else but Mary Ellen. And so we had, you know, good products and services, but you know what? Even if our interest rate wasn't the best in town, even if our checking account product maybe had more fees than the neighboring bank, the loyalty of customers was because of our employee. And so that's very, very important. You know, if you have employees or maybe you have contractors that are representing you, if they do damage on the negative side, it's pretty tough for you to overcome it. Now, I see, I've seen a lot where executives or um, people that own companies, they'll step in and try to save that relationship. Uh, but on the positive side, let's just say that you've got an average product or service, but if you hire an employee that has this ability to bring loyalty to your organization, you want to keep that employee. Amen. <laughs> so there's a restaurant that actually put a program in place to reward their longer term employees. And that restaurant is Olive Garden. Isn't that interesting? So sometimes what happens, a matter of fact, my son is actually dealing with this uh, right now is he's worked at a company for a few years. He's just done a great job for them. Uh, but with the shortage in employees, they really need to hire more people. And so the pay scale for bringing in more people is actually quite high. And it's much higher than what they hired my son in at. And so um, imagine that, like you've done a great job with the company, you're getting a super review, then you go out and you look at the website and they're hiring new people at a higher pay scale than what you're currently being paid. Well, that's an organization that probably didn't have this type of understanding that you need to take care of your high-end employees that work well with people or bring in loyal customers and take care of them. And Olive Garden determined that. They found that if they could retain their employees, their wait staff, their cooks, if they could retain them, the service level that they provided was much higher and the customers they realized were coming in because they liked a certain waiter or waitress. It was part of their dining experience. So I really give Olive Garden a lot of credit. They saw the value in existing employees. And instead of um, losing people and then like, oh my gosh, we have to replace them. Uh, they actually took care of them and gave them increases, rewards, additional benefits, uh, maybe the best hours because they were with the company for a longer period of time. They were loyal to the company 
And this is an example of a company that sees the value and they got ahead of it and they became loyal to those employees through giving them benefits to encourage them to stay. All right, number four, measurement. Measurement relating to customer retention with costs and a revenue and profits, okay? This is really important. Uh, there's a saying that you'll hear us talk about that you cannot manage what you do not measure. You have to understand what customers are actually um, bringing you a profit and maybe what customers aren't and the reasons why. What, what is it about this customer that, that just isn't, um, isn't bringing a profit? And in this example, I'm going to share with you, it's an insurance company they just realized that where their profits were the best is in having multiple products and services with a family. And not only with just the parents at the time, but as they fostered relationships and loyalty deeper into the family unit, they were able to retain customers really for decades. Who is this insurance company I'm talking about? You may have already guessed it. It is State Farm. So one of the things they do, which was is just an example, is uh, they would reward uh, high schoolers. And a lot of insurance companies do this now. But let's just say that Levi's in high school. He's 16. He gets his license. Uh, State Farm is all about helping create a safe driver in the family. Uh, bringing in a discount if you have your home and you've got your boat insurance and you've got your car insurance and you've got your life insurance. The more products that you bring into safe, uh, State Farm, the dec they decrease the price, right? Just bringing that loyalty. And then uh, like if your children, like if Levi had good grades, we could present those grades and, and his premium would go down. You see what they were doing is they were not only securing that current customer, but they were building loyalty through blessing the multiple uh, lines of insurance and blessing and helping their families in the insurance business. When you think about that, I, I think back to when I went to college or when I first started out on my own and I had to buy my own insurance, guess where I went to? I went to the agent that my parents went to because it's comfortable. They know me. Uh, maybe I'm only a 21-year-old kid at the time, but I was, you know, Larry and Betty's daughter. So I was well taken care of. And so State Farm realized this through measurements, through reports, really finding out where um, they could make higher profits and have a more solid business model and I think we can all agree and say that State Farm is very, very successful. So what is at the center of creating a loyalty-based culture? If we were to take those four things and we're just gonna go ahead and pull it into one statement, this is it. Creating customer value, not maximizing profits and shareholder value, but creating customer value is at the center of your business strategy. And when you do that, you know that maximizing profits and shareholder value comes right with it. So again, just quickly going back to the business model canvas. Again, we're talking about this a whole lot at the 
business workshop, August 19th through the 21st, go to wealthbuilders.org slash events. But what I just described is called the value proposition. And we give you a template, how to write it. We help you how to find it. I'm just telling you that if you go to this workshop, you follow these keys that we're going to be talking about over the next few days, apply them in your real estate business, whatever business you have, you will see success. The value proposition. Okay. So again, in recap, how do I access the secret sauce to success? Let's ask ourselves these four questions in our business. Number one, customers. How can I keep an edge with attracting and keeping the right customers? Number two, product and service offerings. What is a strategy I can use to offer good products as a value? Number three, employees. What can I do to help attract and retain good employees? And number four, measurement. How can I measure success? I hope this has been very helpful for you. It's been really fun for me to review these with you. And it's kind of energized me to get back in there with some of the companies that I'm working with and some of my companies and really um, hone in on this customer loyalty. I want to thank you so much on behalf of Billy and Becky for joining us each week for the Wealth Builders podcast. Also remind you that we've got Wealth Builders University, an amazing learning platform where we've got video teachings. We have got, uh, we probably have a hundred lessons and just dozens of courses. Uh, it's one of the best values around for sure. Just $299 a year, which includes a monthly live mastermind call from one of our coaches uh, and speakers. So check that out at wbuniversity.online. Uh, go to wealthbuilders.org. And I encourage you to Google business model canvas. It's going to give you good insight into some of the things that I talked about on this podcast. And finally, make sure you join us if you can at the business workshop at, for Wealth Builders that's coming up August 19th through the 21st. And you can register for that at wealthbuilders.org slash events. Thank you so much. God bless you and make it an awesome day. We hope you learned something of lasting value today from this Wealth Builders podcast. If you'd like any tools, teachings, or resources mentioned in the podcast, you'll find them online at wealthbuilders.org. Wealth Builders exist to teach you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom in your finances, your business, and your investments. Wealth Builders is a nonprofit organization. We depend on your donations to keep this podcast running. Please consider donating to us on wealthbuilders.org.